0: Hey, welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us in studio. How are you doing today? Real good. How is yourself, Brent? Fine, thank you. Okay, you know, on the last podcast we talked about agriculture, but today we're focusing on invest what you eat. Where are we going with this one today?
1: I think just, you know, carrying on with that agriculture theme, I thought I'd talk about a little more in depth about uh, some of the companies and, and sectors within agriculture and, and some of the investment opportunities, because we talked uh, on the last podcast more uh, broad brushstrokes about ag and uh, I, I think if we uh, dive in a little uh, and talk about, uh, you know, the sectors themselves within agriculture, we could, um, you know, ha- have, have some interesting um, topical discussion on that.
0: Where do you want to start? Food producers right off the top?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good spot to uh, start. You know, when, when you look at the uh, grocery store and you see aisle upon aisle upon aisle of products, um I don't I don't think a lot of people really think about the uh, the production that goes into them. You know, you wear your shoes, and you know that Nike Nike makes them or uh Ford makes your truck, uh but you, you don't necessarily pay attention to who makes your pasta or your uh, uh your legumes. So um when when we talk about food producers, food producers, you know, there's uh you know the the, the fancy term for it now is protein, but we're talking about chicken, pork, beef. Um, and, and in that regard, you've got, uh, you know, some rather large companies to choose from. Um, one of the ones I like in the U S is uh, Tyson foods. Um, you know, name a person who doesn't like chicken, uh, and, and they're the largest chicken producer on the planet. So you look at a company like Tyson, uh, I, I think, you know, good, good long-term uh, investment prospects there. Um, uh, in, in Canada, you've got the, the dominant producer for proteins is maple leaf. Uh, Maple Leaf has uh, manufacturing facilities across the country. Very well run company. Um, I, I've been looking at that stock lately, and um, I, I think it uh, it could form a, a core holding of uh, of anybody's portfolio. So, um, those are two companies to to uh, you know target in on. Uh, in, in terms of uh, beef, a lot of the beef uh, producers more uh, more so. Uh, when you look at the, the feed lots, you've got companies like Cargill and, um, it, it it's an area that I've, uh, it, it's a tough, that's a tough business to make, uh, make money in, it seems. Um, so I've, I've shied away from, uh, the beef, uh, producers. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, on the, on the dairy side and the grain side, I think there's some compelling, uh, opportunities, uh, one like a Montreal based company, Saputo, um, uh, you know they they got their start. Rumor has it Saputo got their start. Uh, you know producing cheese for the the mafia is one of the stories I've read. <laughs> yeah, uh, way back with the ties uh, supplying pizza pizza places. Uh, you know in in Montreal. So I don't know if that's true or not. But one one thing certain today the the company is dominant in in the dairy industry. So it's one of the companies I've I've held for clients uh, for a lot of years um good good diversifying company as well um so when when people think of their you know look at milk and cheese they don't think really of an investment opportunity no
0: it, it's consistent too isn't that fair to say
1: yeah it, it definitely is um you know through through uh thick and thin it's it's one of those recession proof businesses so um you you won't get the growth of say uh an apple or or uh a, 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 a microsoft or or a zoom But it's, you know, people keep putting the the milk in the cereal and um, eating the cheese. So it's a good, good business.
0: Hey, can we focus, too, on restaurants where that food is served? Because the restaurant industry, wow, what they've gone through over the last 18 months, it's been it's been crazy, huh?
1: Yeah, and I mean be, before COVID, restaurants were uh, you know a hard hard business to to get into. Uh, my, my family, uh, the we, we have a little restaurant in Manitoba, and uh, it, it's been a trying time. You know, uh, open closed, open closed. Yeah. You can only do takeout, uh, so it, it's not an easy business, but. Um, there, there's some good Canadian companies that have, uh, through, through, through thick and thin, been pretty good investments. So you talk about uh, a company like the Keg, for instance, or. Um, there, there's three that stick out in my mind in, in Canada. There's um BP's, which is Boston Pizza, there's the Keg, and then AW. So, the, and those, we all know what
0: all three of those They're very good at doing what they do best
1: 100%. Yeah, I mean, BP's obviously caters more to the family uh, restaurant crowd. Uh, AW's fast food, uh, or, or good food fast. Yes. Uh, get that line from a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> um, And uh, the keg, of course, is, you know, more uh, to to the higher end crowd steakhouse. So um, both those, uh, all three of those companies you can invest in through Canada um, through uh, what's called uh, a royalty REIT. And uh, so a a royalty REIT is just um, basically uh, a company that owns the rights to a percentage of profits for these restaurants, so you can invest in the Keg restaurants, and essentially you don't own part of the Keg restaurants, but you do own part of the profits of those restaurants. So they pay really nice dividends, and it gives you exposure to a sector that not a lot of Canadians, I think, or uh, even realize that they can they can buy into.
0: Now the fact that I've been able to eat out at a restaurant for so long, and now I'm finally venturing back in, that's going to be uh, there's a positive to that. People are excited to go back outside and eat again.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's a sector I'm starting to look at, you know, as maybe a bit of a recovery play. Um, but it, it historically has been a very tough, uh, tough sector to make money in. Uh, everybody knows the, the, um, the, the bankruptcy rate in the restaurant industry is quite high, especially, you know, for non-franchised, uh, locally-owned family-type restaurants. They seem to come and go. So uh, y- you can bet if there's a restaurant that's been around longer than 10 years, they probably are doing things right because yeah. it's a tough business to survive in. So
0: What about grocers? Because we, and you brought up a really good point right off the top, and I and I stopped and thought about this maybe the last time I was in a grocery store about, all these shelves are filled. Somebody's got to actually physically fill them, and it's got to come from somewhere. We were on the Highway 2 between Calgary and Edmonton the other day. A lot of, a lot of truck traffic, and a lot of them are grocery store uh, semis that were on the road. And so I'm kind of curious about grocery stores, grocers.
1: Yeah, I mean, when, when you think about it, food is, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd have to do a bit of research on it, but I'd venture to say it's the largest uh, industry on the planet. I mean, when you take into account all the inputs and, and outputs um, that the food industry produces, and if you throw, you know, all the producers and restaurants and the whole bit into the sector, um, it, it can all be classified under, under agriculture, which is the root sector uh, or the root industry. Um, but gro- grocers, you know, if, if you look in Canada, um, grocers are kind of like telecoms. It's really turned into uh, an oligopoly industry. Uh, and of course that's one of my favorite, um, it's a type, big word for you. Yeah. T- favorite type of industries to invest in. So in Canada, you've got basically, um, you know, four or five big producers. You've got, uh, uh Metro out East, you've got Sobeys, which owns Safeway and you've got Loblaws. Um, which is uh, super stores, and they're law blah rounded stores out east. So um, all three great companies, and then you throw uh, Walmart into the mix and Costco, and that's probably, you know, 90% of your market.
0: What about Savon? You didn't mention them.
1: Uh, yeah, Savon is a, you know, I consider them a smaller regional player out yeah. west, but um, I don't think anybody out east is really familiar with Savon, but um, good, good company as well. Uh, but the point is, there's, you know, maybe five or six large players in the entire uh, industry. Um, compare that with somewhere like the United States where you've got, you know, t- uh, h- hundreds of regional grocers, um, the the size of uh, a Loblaws, for example. So Canada's really small potatoes when, uh, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the industry as a whole, um, but you know, again, some good good uh, investment opportunities. If you look at something like Loblaw's or or Sobeys, um, I, I've owned both shares in the past for clients. And uh, the nice thing about this sector is it's fairly recession proof. So, uh, as we've seen in, in uh, the last year and a half, when COVID hit, the groceries uh, grocery stores have done very well. So, yeah, exactly.
0: Hey, that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next episode. And uh, just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers change frequently, so what is said today by us can change easily by later today or overnight, so you'll check in with Dustin. Invest what you eat, that's an area where somebody can track you down and maybe talk about how do they get a hold of you.
1: Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, they can give me an email, DLamontang at researchcapital.com. And
0: you can also check out the website, which is researchcapital.com, so Dustin, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Brent. All right, thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.